This is episode number 707 on how champions win. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Sammy Davis Jr. said, you always have two choices, your commitment versus your fear. And I want to ask you this question. Are you allowing your fears to control and consume your life on a daily basis? Does your fear of success, failure, or your fear of judgment hold you back in a major way of taking the actions you need every single day to build that momentum, to build that belief, that confidence in yourself to get out there and achieve what you want in your life. If your fears are holding you back, it's time to eliminate those fears. It's time to actually embrace them, move into them, and say, you know what? It's okay if I fail because that's where I'm going to learn. That's where I'm going to get the lessons to improve things. That's where I'm going to get the feedback I need to take a different action towards success. And it's okay if I do succeed because some of us are afraid of success, the weight, the pressure, the responsibility that success comes with. It's okay because you were born to succeed. You were born to achieve. You know, when you just live a mediocre life, that's saying that you don't believe you're here for a reason and you are here for a reason. And the fear of judgment, if that's holding you back, if you're afraid of what other people are going to say about you, that they're going to say, I told you so, that they're going to make fun of you or you're going to be embarrassed, that judgment, you're focused on your ego more than on impact. So you've got to stop focusing on the fears and start focusing out. Focus on how can I make the biggest impact on the people around me. And when you come from that place, that mindset, that's how you build the foundation to be a champion. That's how you develop a winner's mindset and allow you to win at the things that you're going after in life. And today we have an incredible episode where I've got some of my favorite guests who are talking about this, this championship mind and how champions win and why losers lose. And we've got Julianne Huff. We've got pro bowler Ray Lewis. We've got Olympic gold medalist Sean Johnson. And the man who is on fire right now, Novak Djokovic, one of the greatest tennis players of all time. And in this episode, we talk about why you need to take the time to appreciate the moment and the process. So many of us are focused on the end result, and we allow all this fear and insecurity and doubt to hold us down, as opposed to focusing on one step at a time. We're also going to cover the reason you need to be proud of yourself. I hate when people are constantly doubting themselves. They do something that they should be proud of, and they say to themselves, well, it wasn't that big a deal, or they can't take a compliment, or they can't receive when someone says, you did a great job, and if that's you right now, then this is important for you, and how being proud of yourself will actually bring you more opportunities your way. We talk about how fear and doubt will keep you from making the choices that will lead you to success. If you are suffocated by fear or doubt or insecurity, you are unable to achieve what you want. Self-esteem is one of the most important factors to success. If you have no self-esteem, if you doubt yourself constantly, why would anything good come your way? 
you're just going to sabotage yourself if you have no self-esteem. We talk about the reason you shouldn't be keeping score and why what you feel is what matters the most. I am so excited about this one. And make sure to share with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 707. Tag me on your Instagram story as well, because I want to connect with you if you resonate with this as well. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Again, a big thank you to our sponsors. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode on how champions win. I was thinking about like why I wanted to be an entertainer when I was a kid and like why I wanted to be an entertainer now. And the meaning was so different. What was it when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I was like, it's so much fun. (laughs) I was like, this is awesome. This is so fun. And like people are laughing and like we're just having a good time and we're being creative. And then, like, as I got older, I realized it was, like, I wasn't having fun anymore. I was just trying to get the next thing and, like, what the next part of my career was going to do for my career and the success of that and, like, being the most important person and, like, all those things where I knew underneath I still loved to do everything that I did, but I was doing it for a different reason. A lot more pressure, it seems like. Oh, my gosh. And I never felt successful in anything that I really? did. And I was never good enough and, like, wow. all these different things. And and people would find that hard to believe. And I'd be like, well, yeah, but I'm not there yet. And they're like, but look at what you've done. And I'd be like, yeah, but it's not, it's not, it's enough. not enough. So how would you feel when you would, <clears throat> you know, you won Dancing with the Stars a number of times yeah. or you – come out with a new record? How would you feel when you released something or you won something or you checked it yeah. off the list or the, the movie came out? How would you feel? What's next? Mm. Yeah. So it was never Always. like appreciating the moment, never. like being yeah. grateful for this and excited. It was yeah. like, this isn't enough. What's yeah. Next? Wow. Well, I mean, the, you know, when I won Dancing with the Stars, trust me, I was on a high. I was like, ah, yes! <laughs> Two but days then, later, you were like, okay, well, A day one. later, I, I was like, one. okay, what's next? And like, I have to have my music career and I have to have my, my acting career and I have to have this and that and that. And... And when I got through all that and I realized what I was doing it all for, and then I kind of came back to my 10-year-old self, Mm. which was like, let's go have fun and enjoy it and like have a good time. (laughs) I ended up feeling like the most successful person. And like, I was like, wow, look look at everything that I've done. And like, I'm so proud of myself. And like, and I think that's really hard for people to say because You know, like, it's hard to say that you're proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. And one, because you're, like, afraid of what people are going to think. Are they going to think that I'm cocky? And it's like, screw everybody else what they think of me. I'm like, am I proud of myself? Yeah, I'm proud of myself. That's good. (laughs) So, yeah. And And everything is just better now. Like, Mm -hmm. and and I find that I'm, I'm getting more things that are just coming in. And it's that kind of energy where you're just, you're just being and you're just living and you're just... You're just enjoying things, and and then you find that you're you're attracting more things that yeah. come your way, and and more success or whatever, however you define it. But yeah, life is just great right now. Amazing! <laughs> I'm excited for you. Yeah, but it comes across that way too. It doesn't seem yeah. like you're stressed or you have any weight on your shoulders. Yeah. You're just like, let's have fun. Well, yeah, and I would notice that a lot. I'd be like. <gasps> 
And I'd always really? take deep breaths, like, oh, I'm overwhelmed and like, I need, I need to do this. And like, why am I not that person that's that, mm. per-, you know, like I'm, I would compare myself to people all the time. Like, wow. why am I not there? And they're there. Like, I'm doing what I can and I'm trying so hard. And I'm like, that's the point. I'm trying so hard. Just be. Yeah. Just be and like being authentic and real. And like, I know it's easy to say that, but when you can find it and you feel that feeling, you don't ever want that feeling to go away. Yeah. Like that's almost like the addiction now for me is like, it's not the like, it's not that I've lost my drive, but like, it's the... Like I used to hate, sorry, I'm all tangenty right good. now. Do it. My, Go I'm on like it. all over the place. Go but on it's it. like I used to hate feeling satisfied. Mm. I used to like I I used to say mm. that if I ever felt like I was, you know, content, that was the worst thing in the world. And so then I would I like last year I started feeling content and I was like oh does that mean my drive's gone? Your hustle's gone. Your drive yeah, my away. hustle and like you know because I used a lot of like the negativity that had happened in my life to prove myself mm-hmm. to show what I've gone through, and I got rid of that. So I was like, is my drive gone? Like, do I not have? Like, the I just want to relax on the weekends. Yeah, and what I realized was that like it didn't go away. It actually just made me more calm and peaceful, so that I was more able mm. to go and be really passionate about the things that I loved when I needed to do that. And then I could turn off. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Wins and losses come a dime a dozen, but the battle will never be different. And that is you versus me. And when a man physically feel you thrust into them, (laughs) they know what intention you come with. Right. So every night, wow, I had to get to a point of releasing worry. Wow. Releasing doubt. Releasing fear. That's why I studied so much. I studied so much because when I go... I'm gone. You can <laughs> you can call it how you call it. But when I go, I'm gone. And that's what, you know, it started to become such a spiritual battle because 
when you, you know, people used to, guys, I used to be playing the guys, they used to be like, come on, Ray, don't talk to me like that. I ain't got no other choice. <laughs> Out here, this is pure battle. Wow. You know, this ain't no disrespect to war. War and battle is different, right? But it is. It's battle. Like it's you taking your body. I've been through nine surgeries. Oh. Right? So it's like you taking your body and you're saying, I'm going to go try this one more time and one more time and one more time. And play after play after play after play. 17 years. Oh, bro. Oh and, so, and so my, I used to go in hotel rooms and people would tell you, I don't leave my hotel room for nothing. <laughs> Walk downstairs to the meeting, back upstairs to my room. Oh, wow. I don't need to see the city. I don't want to go out in the city. Wow. My head is down. I don't need. This is what's crazy. That's just what I'm telling you. I, no disrespect to the game. Sure. I cheated life so much <laughs> yeah. because I was so serious about the game that I walked in. I'll never forget it. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, all these places. I walked in these places, and I promise you while I was playing, I never knew what they looked like. The cities, yeah. Never. <laughs> My head is down the whole time. I'm you like the headphones on. You're just everything. Like the I'm hoodie. Everybody out. I'm tuning everybody out. <laughs> wow. And only until I joined ESPN for a few years that I started to like, travel oh, in the city. city. I'm That's like, cool. wow, Cincinnati is beautiful. <laughs> this is why people live here. Right? <laughs> and then I started to realize, like, man, there is more to life. Mm. Like, Ray, you got to come out of this shell. Mm-hmm. And my... um. My oldest daughter said something to me one time. She was like, she was like, Daddy, you finally let go. I was like, what do you mean? She says, you laugh all the time now. Because mm. when I was playing. You didn't smile much at all. Man, my kids, man. I, I took my kids to a lot. Because my kids was like, Dad, Dad pissed off. Dad, always. Dad pissed off. <laughs> Dad was always pissed off. Wow. You know, and I played with them, you know, and yeah, I did yeah, my thing, but. It wasn't a sense of like free joy. It was like, because I knew, I knew that every week I had raised them and trained them to never be outworked. Never be outworked. Lewis, I didn't stay around because of my athletic ability. I stayed around purely because my effort was way higher than everybody else's. Mm. How can people going into big events or big goals that they have, obviously we have expectations of winning or we want to win, but how can they set themselves up to win even if they lose or get second? What are some things they can do emotionally or psychologically, do you think, that you've learned that people can do? Well, I think something that kind of saved me and kept me sane through that whole process is I grew up with my coach and I started training with him since I was, or when I was five. Jeez. And he taught me from day one that nothing was ever about a score. So when I competed, I was never allowed to look at a score. I was never allowed to look at, you know, rankings, scoreboards, nothing. I mean, I studied those afterwards, just learning the science and kind of the math behind the sport. But it should never, or he taught me it should never drive your performance. Interesting. And so when I got to the Olympics, having that kind of ingrained in me, the scores didn't necessarily matter, but that final result of the medal, I wasn't used to. So it made me kind of look at the scores and reflect on how I was judged. 
but that made me go against everything I've been taught my whole life. Yeah. And so when I kind of learned to push that away and go back to, it's not about the scores, but it's about how you felt you did, how much effort you put out, your performance, I could go back and look and say, I did the best I possibly could. Right. And, you know, my, my validation as well was finishing my last routine and seeing 50,000 people in the arena on their feet. I mean, mm. it's things like that that mean more than a score or a medal. But I just got chills. Yeah. You know in your heart, too, I mean, how well you've done, how hard you've yeah. worked. There's no greater reward or judge than your, your conscience. So. Sure. Man. Well, how has it affected you in the decisions you've been making since then? Like, have you been ever second guessing yourself when you're doing anything? You know, you did Dancing with the Stars. Were you guessing mm-hmm. yourself on that? When you went back to compete, did you second guess yourself? And the um, was that the um, London? Oh no, what Olympics was London. that? London Olympics. I don't think it's changed anything in the way of like second guessing. But mm-hmm. I would say I feel like I've made every decision differently than I would have had I gotten a gold. Really? Kind of. How so? Because it's no longer about winning to me. Mm. I feel like, and I use the word winning in the sense of like, it's It's, not about money. It's not about being the top at a business. It's not about living in the biggest house. It's just, I kind of took that away from my life because I got there and realized that didn't matter. And so, you know, I, I butt heads with some people sometimes, some friends, some agents, some, I mean, all these people who are still driven by that. But for me, it's about the worth that I feel in my heart anymore, which again is a lesson I learned back then. Hmm. So It's about the balance, it sounds yeah, like. The, the winning balance, right? <laughs> the winning balance. <laughs> I've definitely rearranged a lot in my life just over the past few years, just trying to get hmm. more things in my life that made me feel good instead of just trying for a, a reward a that didn't mean anything. Yeah. If, what have you done? What have I done? Yeah. For me, I've tried to, on a daily basis, just admit, openly admit mm. that I'm not 16 anymore. Mm. I'm not at the Olympics. I'm not that person. I feel like a lot of the perfectionism issues I have is comparing myself now to who I was then. Interesting. In it was six years ago, right? Yeah. Six years ago today. Today? Today. The Olympics for today? My my gold medal was six years ago today. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. It was not. It was. Oh my gosh. August 19th. Shut up. Yeah. How serendipitous. I know, right? Wow. Um, I just got more chills. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my lucky number, by the way, 19. Because okay. I won the gold medal on the 19th. I was born on the 19th. And I won Dancing with the Stars on the 19th. Wow, interesting. Right? Um. But you were 16 when you won it. But I was 16. <laughs> yeah, I would say just like what I've done is... Over the last six years. Over the last six years. Admitted that you're not that same place anymore. Yes, and that I, I never will be. I mean, and that's fine. Never again. And to accept that that's normal and that's good is kind of been my progress. Yeah. You know, back when I was 16, every little thing about me back then was was judged by a coach or someone, an individual. And me now comparing myself to when I was 16, I see those same qualities. I'm like, well, I need to be thinner. I need to be, mm. need to look what I looked like then. when I was 16 to be able to be accepted by the world, which is kind of what you're taught back then. Mm. Um, 
So kind of learning to put that aside and admit that past is past. And the only thing you can better of yourself right now is who you are right now and who you're going to be tomorrow because you can't change yesterday. I had this upward kind of spiral and trajectory in my tennis career, in my life, and everything was great doing, you know, it was, everything was great. And then all of a sudden I had this period of two and a half, three years where I didn't win a slam. Really? I was, I was managing to be three, four in the world, but I just, I struggled a lot. And for me, being number three of the world wasn't enough. I just, I was not satisfied with that. And I just, I always go back and say, wait, okay, when I, when I was seven, eight years old, my dream, my life goal was always to be number one and win Wimbledon. That's it. And I need to achieve that no matter what. <laughs> yeah. But then I reached a kind of mentally low point in my career. I think it was after Roland Garros, you know, one of the four slams. And I lost. I was two sets to love up. I lost in five sets in quarterfinals against a guy called Jurgen Meltzer. He was top 10 at the world, very good player. But I had him. I mean, I, I had a match and I just lost. Mm. I just had a breakdown. I remember going first to my parents and you know talking about this and that and I just I cried and I like I, I don't know if this is worth it I don't know if I should keep going and and my, and my father was like tough enough tough enough you know no, no 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 you know like but it was it wasn't enough like I felt I needed to think about it more I felt I needed to share more so I went to my coach at that time Marian Vida and and, and my um, one of my best friends in life and my former physiotherapist Milan. And I was in their room and I remember sitting on the floor. Again, I had another breakdown and I was saying, I don't know, you know. And they were like, okay, take your time. Let's first, okay, breathe and let's calm down. Let's look back. And they were really, really wise for telling me, like, let's go look back first. Why did you start playing this sport and the whole thing? Do you love it? You know, leave aside mm-hmm. what you want to achieve, yeah. what you want to do. passion for you it. You know, but do you really like holding record in your hand? And then I'm like... Actually, I, I do. I really, I love holding a record in my hand, whether it's a Grand Slams, center court finals, whatever, or it's just a normal, you know, public court. I still like playing for the sake of playing. They're like, well, that's your source. That's what you need to tap into. And that's take a little bit of time. And literally, they thought it's going to take a few weeks. I, next day, I'm like, okay, I'm back on track. Let's go. <laughs> Let's keep going. And I never looked back ever since that moment. I remember the next turn was Wimbledon, probably played semifinals. And then after that, I, I won Davis Cup with, with my country, with my guys, end of that 2010. That was one of the highlights of my career. And then after that, I, I went into having 43 matches, win in a row, and I had that streak. I became number one. How I long won. is that for? It was, it's like almost six months. Six months? You didn't lose one match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it you was, lost it was, a set, but not yeah. a match, right? Not yeah. a game. Yeah, holy yeah, no, cow. that was it. Was McEnroe and myself? We hold the record for longest streak of you tied history. Him? Okay, so this is if you go if you <laughs> go on, if you, you go online. <laughs> so wait, wait. So if you go online, you'll say John McEnroe forty-two, Novak Djokovic forty-one. Oh no! Why? Because <laughs> they didn't count the two matches of the guys that retired the matches to me, so they didn't count them as wins. Uh, and I would have the fourth. But like, okay, John. Uh, so yeah, okay, John. You, you, you have it. You have it, John. Okay, you have it. So it's wow, it's John. Man. Yeah. That's so kind of feel amazing. You were just in the zone. It was unbelievable, and it just gave me it gave me wings. I mean, I just I felt all of a sudden that I started to play and 
play freely. Between winning the first slam and that moment, it was three years and I felt like I was playing for the wrong reasons. I was playing because I wanted to achieve. I to wanted to this. One. I wanted to lift trophies. I wanted to do this and that. And that's okay. But that's secondary. Primary, so to say, motivation needs to be what inspired you to start playing? What made you fall in love with the sport? Mm -hmm. And that is the, the, the love, the joy, the passion for it, to play it. I all of a sudden became the kid that I was when I started. I felt so much, you so dance, much you power play. and energy and I just, yeah, exactly. So I never looked back after that. There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode, How Champions Win. I thought this was powerful. If you loved it, then message me and post this on your Instagram story right now with the link lewishouse.com slash 707. You can tag me at Lewis House. I want to hear from you. I want you to share this with your friends. Text it to a couple of friends you think will find it powerful as well. Again, Sammy Davis Jr. said, you always have two choices, your commitment versus your fear. Create a new commitment today. Be committed to overcoming that insecurity, that doubt that you have, and put yourself out there. It may feel painful. You may get embarrassed. You may fail. You may fall flat on your face, and it's going to sting and hurt. But the only way you're going to grow is through failure. That's the key, guys. That's the answer. The one who can experience more embarrassment and more emotional pain than the other is the one that typically learns how to overcome that challenge and be secure with themselves when they realize that, hey, I'm still alive. There are people that still love me and that care about me no matter how much I fail. And in fact, the more I fail and put myself out there, I'm going to inspire more people around me because at least I did something. So do something today. Make a commitment versus living in your fear. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.